Hey everybody, welcome to the episode 9 of the Words of Vikram podcast. I am going to be continuing my journey story from the last episode. Those of you who heard the last episode, it was about Colorado Springs and uh, I had reached Denver. So <laughs> this is <laughs> this is turning into one of those NPR crime shows, right? Where were you? We, we just made it to Denver airport and the story starts again right from Denver. <laughs> from Denver Airport. So one of the things that happened once I got to Denver Airport and you know I, I talked a lot about it on my last podcast. I think it was the first time in two and a half, three years that I was actually on a United Airlines flight. And those of you who have been paying attention to the news probably heard a few things about United Airlines and how awful they are. And you know, I I discovered that way. Uh years and years ago and I've stayed away from them but you know work takes you in uh, in different directions so the only way I could make both the events that I was speaking at the only way to make it was to get on a united flight from Denver and get to Vancouver in time for the morning keynote at the uh, revenue management conference west which I'm which I'm going to talk about a little bit later you know like any united flight the expectation level was set really really low it's a three-hour flight. The good news is there's there was Wi-Fi on the on the on the plane. The bad news. So let's do a good good news bad news thing. <laughs> the bad news is is the guy who was next to me, three hours, did not stop burping for three hours. <laughs> so just when you think you've survived, and the plane takes off. <laughs> This guy would not stop burping, and it was disgusting. So, you know, I, I got online. I, I had to do some work. You know, I have to work for a living, right? So, yeah, I had to do some work. And then, uh, you know, at the same time, I usually don't do this, but I had a tab open where I was just researching how many more minutes in this flight because I I couldn't take it. And, it you know, it's like detective work. It took me a little bit of... <laughs> took me a little bit of time to figure out what was going on. And then as soon as I figured out it was him, you know, lo and behold, he ordered some more carbonation and booze while he was lying next to me. So, you know what? Uh, this this podcast turned into an airline horror show. <laughs> but you know what? It was It's fine. Made it into Vancouver when the plane door opened. I was like, wow, this is this is what freedom feels like, right? And uh, as we got out of the plane and, you know, one last burp, <laughs> I caught one last burp and just walked out. And I've never walked out of the plane so fast. You know, people thought I was trying to clear immigration fast. But, you know, I just, you know, get those of you wondering immigration, why? Because Vancouver is Canada, is in Canada, and it's a foreign country. So when you go in, you need to get your passport stamped. I got into the airport. I'm a little bit familiar with most airports, but yeah, Vancouver Airport, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I thought I was doing a great job. I made it all the way down uh, ahead of most flights, and I, I was right there. And just then, one of the agents asked me if you're here for business or pleasure. And this usually they don't ask that, at least, okay, let me just put it this way. Usually the, the couple of times that I've done this trip, this was never asked. So I just would go in, you know, use the machine, just walk through, hand over the paper to them and just be in in five minutes. But this time I was, you know, 
given uh, a, a signal to go in another line. And I thought, oh, this is empty, right? And this is about per- uh, depth perception, right? It's, it's like the iceberg. So I I just walked into the, you know, I made the turn. I'm like, oh, this is nothing. I'll, it'll probably take me maybe six minutes, if not five minutes. And uh, as soon as I reached the end, once I walked in and I made a right turn, oh my God, it was a sea of humanity. So I looked up on the big board and there were four international flights that had arrived. And there I was, you know, it was hot. I guess, you know, Canada also believes in keeping the temperature uh, toasty inside airports. I don't know where that trend started, but uh, if one place that heavily needs air conditioning, it's actually the airport. So yeah, I was there for uh, in the line for two hours. So I listened, <laughs> I listened to podcasts. That's one of the things I do is when I'm stuck in a line, I'll, I'll power up a podcast. So, you know, podcasts saved my life. And then, you know, two hours later, by the time I got to the front of the line, it took me a minute to go in, you know, clear the actual immigration and get in. And again, once you get in, to Vancouver, there's no Uber. So I had to take an actual taxi. I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, I took an Uber, uh, a taxi. <laughs> calling taxi an Uber, my God. So yeah, I, I took a taxi to the uh, to the legendary Sutton Place Hotel. That's where the event was. That's where the conference was. And, you know, this, this happens really rarely, guys. So, you know, I don't want you to think this is how hotels treat me usually. I'll get like a the smallest room uh, on the house that's uh, uh, in the house that's available. But I checked in and uh, I was informed that I have an upgrade. So I'm like, oh, good, you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> you can argue with an upgrade, right? I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I got the keys, and I thought, you know, this is the front desk guy. I just said upgrade. I he probably ran out of rooms or something and moved me around. But you know, he he was right. So I went up to my room it wasn't really a room it was a it was a two bedroom suite it was like a huge apartment and then uh something that happens even more rarely happened which was that uh there was an amenity for me with a with a handwritten note so welcoming me to Vancouver <laughs> so i was uh i was uh pretty surprised and uh you know it was it was a really nice touch but it was late and uh, I think it was past midnight by the time I made it made it to the hotel. I was speaking in the morning, so I did what what everybody should do to deal with time change and all that good stuff. I actually went out for a walk, <laughs> so I, I decided that maybe I should do a little bit of uh, you know uh, thinking. So uh, I head out and took a little bit of a, a walk around the area. It's you know downtown Vancouver. Most of the stuff stores were shut down. It was late. You know, got back in and. In the morning was the actual conference. So I got up and uh, I have to, you know, I have to give a shout out to Daniel. Uh, He was the, he's the organizer for the Revenue Conference West. This was the event that I was invited to. So, you know, it was a morning keynote. I got in there, met him and, you know, I, I have to give a shout out to him. He had a great crowd of local hotel people and, and marketing people and revenue management people in the room. So uh, as far as the, keynote is concerned it was uh i think it was awesome <laughs> yeah i did a great job guys i'm really happy to report on my own podcast that i did a great job so i think i did a pretty good job and i toned it down a little bit for canada you know people are generally nicer up north so um i toned it down just it was a little sweeter 
you know, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, I didn't want to, you know, shock them. And I uh, and I said that in the beginning that look, a lot of stuff I talk about is sometimes not perceived to be really soft and fluffy. So, uh, anyways, well, getting back to. Uh, to Canada and the, the nice people up there. Oh, nobody looks like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> this is where I cannot get this, this show out of my head. So this is a South Park reference for those who are wondering. Just Google Terrence and Phillips South Park. You will see exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, nobody looks like Terrence and Philip. One of the best things about Vancouver was I uh, I caught up with some old friends. It's always good when you, you know, you that's the other end of the, the uh, continental United States or Canada, you want to call it. So yeah, it's always good to catch up with uh, with people on the West Coast. I caught up with a bunch of my friends there. And one of the things about Vancouver that if you don't already know, which you probably do, is that it's, I think it's one of the top destinations for Asian food in the US and Canada combined. So it's a pretty big statement, but I feel Vancouver has the most amazing options when it comes to Asian food. So obviously for dinner, the biggest decision of the day, right? Dinner. For dinner, we we picked uh, my buddies, you know, they picked the best, obviously nothing but the best for me, right? <laughs> so yeah, they picked uh, Bao Bay, which is a really cool restaurant. It's a, you know, Taiwan, uh, Taiwanese, Shanghai, you know, Cantonese, Chinese food restaurant, fusion restaurant. And when you say fusion, you know, you're picturing, oh, great, you know, this is going to be couscous with fried rice. No, it's, it's not like that. It was, you know, I wouldn't, I shouldn't call it fusion, but it was, it was very different. It was really amazing. And I didn't know that at the time. We took a cab there. We didn't Uber there. We took a cab there. And then there, there's no, you know, reservations. There's no, you, you first come, first serve. You know, they don't seat you down till everyone shows up and really, really well-run operation. And we had an amazing uh, meal there. You know, they had things like pork belly and, you know, they had the kick-ass fried rice, which I thought was hilarious. And it was really good. It was really good. Good spicy food, you know, delicious food. So I had a great meal and at the end of it ordered this special eclair thing that they were doing. So one of the things about the restaurants that I did not know at the time is the chef running it is, has been voted one of the top chefs in Vancouver. So uh, his name is Joel Vontanabe. I hope I'm saying it right, Joel Vontanabe. So he, yeah, look him up, Google Google machine him and uh, and read up on him. And he's, he's a great guy and he was in the kitchen. So you know, we had this dessert and at, at that point, I didn't know who he was, but yeah, I found that out pretty quickly who he was. And then at the end of the meal, I actually got to meet him and you know I I what can you say after a meal like that right it was uh it was amazing I love seeing chefs at work he's a celebrity chef right thinking about it but he was there he was actually there in the kitchen and he asked me about the dessert what I thought what I thought of the texture I'm like whoa does this guy know I went to hotel school <laughs> so yeah I uh what I didn't do is offend him and and take a photo with him or a selfie because you know my, one of my superpowers is I've never taken a selfie so I'm not doing that but it was good that you know in that one moment of peace before the dinner rush got bigger he took a few minutes to uh to chat so that's nice the rest of the kitchen too you know he he has a crack team they were all they were all firing so it was delicious so wow the the, the thought of uh, the uh, the food is just you know my mouth's watering not that you need to know that right uh, <laughs> 
So where have where is everybody listening? I got this week I got somebody commuting in a car and a person making dinner. So hopefully uh this will inspire them to do some fusion cuisine. <laughs> the podcast, I I did a interview in Vancouver with Daniel which I posted. You know, he's vacationing in Spain. You know, we go once he go once I go he goes right after me. That's how we planned the whole thing. <laughs> So yeah, he uh, he's right now in Spain, but uh, his fans are everywhere. So I'm getting a lot of play in uh, in Vancouver itself. Uh, it'll be interesting next week if this episode plays more in Vancouver than it does uh, anywhere else. But you know, Singapore and New York are on the, are on the map. So thank you to everybody who's listening in. And then of course, uh, this week's uh, Q and A is is fairly simple. So let's uh, let's dive in to this week's uh, Q&A. The first question is, if I can read. Uh, Hi, Vikram. Love the podcast. Thank you very much. I operate a resort in French Polynesia and wanted wanted to know, why does Booking.com have an edge in Polynesia over Expedia? Ooh, okay. So, great question. (laughs) Yeah, there are no bad questions, right? So, again, you know, this is where... uh, it gets there's a as far as OTAs are concerned, they all have their strong, strong suite, and I think Expedia has always dominated the U.S. until Booking.com showed showed up, until Priceline showed up. I think Booking has had a very strong international market, and they've done a phenomenal job, not just in Europe where where they started out, but you know Booking has always kept a bigger global perspective. I think Expedia has struggled in Asia. A lot of it has to do probably with their strategy, probably with what kind of market management is in play in these remote markets. But, you know, you have to understand one of the things here that is interesting here is, you know, French Polynesia. I mean, this is, it's not even my part of the world. I mean, I'm, in, I'm technically in the South Pacific, right? But even for me to get from Hawaii to anywhere, let's say Tahiti, right? That's the most famous place I can think of in French Polynesia. So if you're going, even if you're going to Tahiti, that's like a six hour flight from Honolulu. So uh, a lot of inbound is tied into airplanes, into what flights you can get. You can't drive to the, <laughs> you, you cannot drive there, right? So I think this is where it's kind of interesting you say that because, you know, Expedia, uh, Expedia.com, there's air, there's airline and hotel. So uh, probably you would think that would be doing better than Booking.com. So when you say you feel that Booking.com is doing better, I don't know, because, you know, Booking.com is only hotel rooms, right? So in your particular case, I guess the reason reason you're seeing that is you're probably putting in better rates and more effort into that OTA versus you know versus Expedia, so it, that could be one of the factors. But one of the overall things that I've observed, having done some projects in Singapore, and one of the things I've I have realized that that uh, Booking.com is really they've they've done a great job, guys. Like they're they're pretty powerful in international markets. They've done a great job, specifically Asia, and then I'm zooming Australia, New Zealand, and that's where you know the the South Pacific and Polynesia uh, come in the picture as well. Yeah, until I see actual examples, the only reason is that Booking.com has a has a kickass team, <laughs> and uh, you know Expedia is trying to break into the market or something is stopping them from from getting there. Even though you know, like I said, they have air, hotel, and car, everything on their 
on their site. So getting into the next question for this week. Uh, the second question is, oh, hi, Vikram. Thank you for the podcast. Question about three. Okay, name three of your favorite foods. Hmm. Least favorite. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I can't read today. So, yeah, uh, name three of your least favorite foods. Okay, well, this is uh, probably really easy. They're all in the dairy family. So, my three least favorite foods are milk. <laughs> Number one, milk. Number two, cream cheese. I can't handle cream cheese. And then yogurt. And again, let me be very clear. None of this is because I have any issues with uh, digesting lactose. This, this is not an allergy thing. These are just my least favorite foods. So, you know, just the thought of having to eat yogurt. Oh, my God. This is one of the... Yeah, it just puts fear. <laughs> so when somebody keeps a cup of yogurt in front of me, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to start crying. So, yeah, I... Uh, I Cannot handle yogurt. I can cook with it if it's cooked or, you know, it's fine. Uh, if you're marinating something with it, that's fine. So that's one. And then just the texture or the stickiness of cream cheese is just another thing that I could never appreciate. So, you know, that bagel cream cheese thing, I would never have them, you know, put anything on my bagel. Just don't put cream cheese. It's it's not for me. And then, you know, there's some cream cheese-based desserts. I won't even look at them. You know, some some people make icing out of it. And uh, look, this this <laughs> this is turning into a food network show here. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, cream cheese, hard pass, not just the smell of it just makes me ill. And then, um, <laughs> and then milk. So with milk, I just, the exception to milk, well, there is one notable exception. I don't mind every, you know, once in six months, I'll get a craving for like some chocolate milk and I'll just have like a small carton. But yeah, just the thought of just drinking milk like in a cup or a glass. Oh, I can't. Ugh. So now you know all my fears. So imagine on my next flight, I'm going to sit next to milk, cream cheese and yogurt. <laughs> that would be the flight from hell if I have to sit next to those three. Yeah. So, you know, these are the questions that, that I'm covering this week. Keep your questions coming. The podcast is doing great. So the stats are looking better than I thought. So thank you to all the five people who listen to the podcast every week. I love you guys. Thank you. Before I sign off, you know, don't forget to subscribe and share. Uh, I, as you already know, the podcast is available on iTunes and Google Play and on my Words of Vikram website. Also, questions. Questions are good. Anything. So you can ask me AMA, right? AMA style. Ask me anything from... Uh, favorite foods to uh, OTAs in French Polynesia. I will answer them to the best of my intelligence. My email, of course, is vikram at wordsofvikram.com. You can read my articles on wordsofvikram.com. And uh, those of you who need some daily dose of humor and uh, you know a little shot of energy, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at wordsofvikram, where I post uh, just silly stuff nothing serious. So with that, I do want to wrap up this week's episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay woke, stay classy, and don't get stuck in goo. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.